0: Hello and welcome to The Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix 191st film from 2019. It's the psychological thriller Earthquake Bird. It's directed by Wash Westmoreland. It stars Alicia Vikander, Riley Keo, Naoki Kabayashi and Jack Houston. I'm Jesse and I'm here, as always, with MJ. How are you?
1: I am very, very well. I'm going to call you out straight away. Yeah. I was watching some stuff on how Alicia Vikander pronounces her name. <laughs> uh, Good. And it is, it is because I, I was watching some interviews and 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 uh, Wash Westmoreland was kept saying Alicia, Alicia, and I'm like, oh, I mean, she's she's one of my favorite actresses, and um, I always thought it was Alicia, even though she, you know. They must. I'm sure during the Academy Awards they must have said Alicia and stuff. And I just, but now I know. I'm not going to get that wrong. Good. It's it's
0: Elysia. Good pickup. Uh, Swedish, obviously. So um, yeah, uh, that's it's good to know. And I don't think it we'll probably have a know. film film again with her again. So I won't have to worry. So it's good.
1: <laughs> I hope we do. She's, she's, well, she's above. She's above Netflix originals.
0: Oh, okay. Early thoughts, already. anyway, let's 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 <laughs> first, uh, where we do a quick summary of what the film is all about. So, what's earthquake bird about for you?
1: Oh, this is about it, it's a it's a brooding murder mystery that involves expats in Japan, a doomed love triangle, and characters you can't quite put your
0: finger on. Oh, I like that. That's good because the one I wrote, I looked at, it, I'm like, this doesn't even sound like the movie. But to me, this is what it yeah, was. So this is this is gonna be. I like yours. This is I've said. A relationship pushes the boundaries of reality and trust while dealing with troubles from the past. What's wrong with that? It's so, it sounds like a completely different thing to yours. <laughs> and yours sounded like what I saw. You know what? I, I, this
1: is the first time I actually... I, I often don't like my Fast Flicks. I do like my Fast Flicks today. But if, if someone was in a room with you and me and they said, tell me what earthquake Earthquake Bird's about, and I said mine and you said yours, I think they do work together. And I think that sounds like a really intriguing film. I think I think they complement
0: each other wonderfully. Oh, nice! We like to complement each other. That's really good. That's, I feel very <laughs> very uh, lighthearted and, and in in a nice mood now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's keep moving. This we like to sort of work out. How did it end up at Netflix? How did this film find its way to the streaming service? And your turn. Fill us in.
1: Yeah, well, it, uh, one of those films that wasn't initially planned for Netflix. Um, so we're talking, we're going all the way back to August 2016. And that's when it was first announced that uh, Wash Westmoreland was going to write and direct the film based upon the novel, um, novel of the same name. So the novel called Earthquake Bird by Susanna Jones. Wash Westmore actually, Wash Westmoreland actually lived in Japan in 1989. This book, movie is based in Japan, Tokyo, 1989. So obviously when someone alerted him to the book, he was like, oh, hang on, I, I, uh, I kind of like where this is going. It sort of had that... Japanese film noir type thing going on. And and so it kind of was something that piqued his interest very early on. Um, So they all got together. They started going to make a film. Uh, A whole bunch of producers on board, one of them being Ridley Scott, who was or did end up being an executive producer on this film. And it was initially planned for Amazon Studios to distribute. Uh, That obviously fell through. And by the time Alicia Vikander and Riley Keough had joined the cast, which was March 2018, Netflix had taken over as the distributor. Basically, a couple of months later is when production began. Uh, Shot, obviously, in Tokyo. There was some stuff done on Sato Island, uh, which they literally go to Sato Island in (laughs) films. It makes sense for them to be there. (laughs) Uh, It had its world premiere at the BFI London Film Festival on October the 10th, 2019. Uh, And then it was released on the 1st of November 2019 in a limited release before, sorry, theatrically that means, before digital streaming on November 15, 2019. And I find it very interesting. This movie is called Earthquake Bird, but there really isn't an actual bird that sings after earthquakes in Japan. The film's title actually comes from a mythic bird that comes out to sing after earthquakes, but doesn't actually happen in real life. So I thought watching the film that I'd learn something about this earthquake bird. (laughs) Turns out I learned something about the myth of an earthquake bird. So I'm glad I clarified it.
0: Good. That's a really, really good uh, – well, yeah, it doesn't leave much about the, the making of it, I guess, but I'm i going to put a spoiler alert out now because I'm oh. going to go into spoiler territory. So um, if you haven't seen this one and you're interested in what we've said so far, give pause, come back. The, the difference you mentioned, it's based on a book. There's some big differences in um, the conclusion of the book, I guess, in that um, our final scene, I guess, is – one of our final scenes is where our character, Lucy – Um, sort of kills a character and in the the book that character is not You say spoiler (laughs) but then you
1: you refuse to say it again. You're You're so filled with trepidation when it comes to spoilers even though you've done a spoiler. Everyone listening right now has either seen the film or they're happy for it to be spoiled and you can say his name.
0: Okay. Lucy does not kill Keiji in the book. Cagey is still alive, and the book ends with Lucy getting chills, thinking that she can hear this camera clicking in the bushes with her waiting there for her. So, a very different sort of ending, um, which yeah, can lead in a completely they different do, way. They to- do
1: have the camera clicking, uh, yeah. the, with the people taking the photo, which is a nice touch. I, I lie, I didn't know
0: that, I didn't look it up. That's mm. that's, that's kind of a cool ending, it is, isn't it? Very a little bit different. Um, Alicia Vicander <laughs> <the> <laughs> um, said Alicia. That it was- Alicia, damn it, I still stuff it up. Um, <laughs> said that it was a lot of work to learn Japanese. So um, that's a direct quote from him. So, you know, obviously sometimes in these films, they'll dub the, you know, the, they'll do shots over the shoulder and things like that to to make it uh, appear like the characters are speaking in you know, a foreign language. But by all accounts, she uh, learnt it herself, which is a, an impressive so effort. She learnt Japanese in three months, obviously
1: enough to... Because so, I was watching the film thinking, oh, I wonder if she actually speaks Japanese because it sounded really fluent. Not, that, I mean, I did actually do Japanese from, from prep until like year mm. 8 <laughs> can't remember That's much sure. of it, but, <laughs> um, but she learned that. She had to learn the cello as well. And the actual character, Lucy Fry in the book is from London, uh, Lucy Vikander is from Sweden. So they thought instead of making her someone who has to be British, learn Japanese and learn the cello,
0: Let's just make this character Swedish so so it's it's an (laughs) easier shift for her. uh, Jack Houston, who plays Bob in this film, like a small little side character. And this is going to be a couple of weeks off, but uh, The Irishman, which was a big uh, Netflix original. uh, He played Bob Kennedy in that as well. So a couple of uh, films that came out within a few weeks of each other for Jack Houston, just a little Netflix connection there. There Finish off. Let's have a look. Tagline. Did you see a tagline? I did not. So the tagline for this one is "Look beyond what you see," which uh, interesting, ambiguous, Exactly what I was going to say. And finally, the translations. Translation in Argentina, this is called "Earthquake Music." In Brazil, it's called "Bird of the East." In Czech, German, and Italian, it's called "Where the Earth Trembles." So all still to do with the, the earthquakes, sort of, uh, and the bird idea. In Finland, it's called "Strange Bird," and the the best one from Greece. It's called Death Profession. always <laughs> 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 it's finished on a good
1: one. Uh, <laughs> don't know what I prefer out of those ones. I think I think the earthquake references without the bird are okay. Uh, the bird's kind of thrown me. <laughs> I'm not happy with yeah. the bird. <laughs> I wanted it to be real. It's not
0: real. <laughs> All right. What are the the audiences and critics saying about this one?
1: Five point nine out of ten on IMDb, and that's off fourteen thousand ratings. Uh, Very similar, 2.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd, and that's 9,500 ratings. I think this film would have preferred to be north of three stars. Uh, So I reckon they'd be a little bit disappointed.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that sentiment too. I think Rotten Tomatoes are 49%, and that's on 41 reviews, so it sits at Rotten. Audience only a little bit higher on 54%, but that's on more than 100 ratings. So um, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag really in the, the middle range for this one.
1: I think it's below par. I think they'd be disappointed.
0: Good. Well, what are your early thoughts on this one?
1: I was I was really into it. Um, basically, from the beginning, I think that that brooding tone and that air of mystery, I think it worked really well. But to be perfectly honest, it's Alicia Vikander that really sold me. She's already, as I said, one of my favourite actresses, and she just proves it again and again. Everything I see her in, and without without this being such a conflicted and complicated character that had so much weight in her background story this film doesn't work at all and she completely owns it she carries this film such a long way
0: uh, and I really liked it good I agree with uh, her performance in this one the other the only sort of uh, I guess uh, opposite almost is that I really struggled to begin with this one um and I don't know I think I was probably overthinking everything in this and I I, mm. I didn't really get the chemistry to start off with between mm. um the two characters and and I think that's what they needed you to go for to start off with. But the second half had me hooked in trying to work out what was going on. I wasn't smart enough to work anything out because I think I overthought this way too much. Um, but that's okay if that's what a film does because and then really you go back and you go, wow, it was actually a lot more simple than um, I thought it was.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you though. I, I was definitely confused at the start by characters and their connections, but I think that confusion led me to intrigue more than anything else. Like, I can't quite figure you out, but there's something going on there that I
0: want to figure mm. out.
1: So I, I think I was in a similar mindset. Good.
0: All right. Uh, characters, let's uh, start off talking about some characters. Hit us off with Lucy.
1: Lucy Fly. Um, and like, I just sort of spoke, I, I felt like we never really knew what she was thinking or feeling. And I think that's what made this movie continuously interesting because she's this extrovert, who who in general has trouble fitting in. She's quite happy doing her own thing. And as the film progresses, we we learn much more about her dark past and and what's drawn her to where she is now. And that idea that death follows her or or she feels like death follows her. There's so many pivotal moments in her life that have been defined by death. And that's enough to really impair your vision of anything and everything that happens around you. And that's, I guess, the Lucy that we see because she eventually feels this, Desperateness to to stay close to Peji, but because she finally, I guess, feels like herself a little bit around him, I'm still not too too sure on that connection. Yeah. But this is a man who treats her pretty poorly, more in the sense that he's not, she's not a priority for him. But she she kind of she'll take that because it's it's probably more than she's ever gotten. I, I love the idea though that if you spend your whole life planning to escape something, then it will inevitably follow you. You can, you can plan to move forward or to move towards something, but when you're focusing too much on the thing that you're trying to avoid, it will never be too far away. And I think this is so true in, in Lucy and her,
0: try, her inability to escape death. Excellent. I um, well, think you. you've covered off that really well. I, I guess, yeah, I, I can only add to, I guess, that isolation from the world on purpose and being able to do that in a foreign country as a translator because of that trauma that she's facing in the young life it sort of leads to that unreliable narrator i guess that we see throughout this film because oh, yeah. they do set her up as that prime suspect um like in that in those opening scenes of, of the murder of of lily and the friendship that she's had with lily and through her communication with the detectives to start off with that adds to that idea of, you're not a hundred percent sure what's going on. Um, and, and I sort of mentioned that the falling or the intrigue in um, TG to start off with, I, I, I really struggled with that because I was like, just a, a random dude taking photos mm. of you out and it probably leads into some of the themes and ideas later, but some random guy just taking photos of you and then being like, cool, let's go out for dinner. Cool. I'll go back to your place. Those alarm bells are ringing. Yeah. And I think the, <laughs> the performance Or some of the dialogue to start off with um between the two was very stilted which uh which let it down a little bit for what they were probably trying to go for
1: i think it's easy to forget as well this is like tokyo 1989 this is not a normal expat situation that we see now in in 2022 it's so much more common for people to be living overseas and, and having a life overseas particularly in a country like Asia, which, I mean, we're talking over 30 years ago, it wasn't necessarily um, a destination for a lot of people. So it's such an obscure move for her. And she's really just like hiding out from, from nowhere. And, then that's, and that's why you get a sense of where she's at mentally. Um, she's in a really weird spot. Hmm. Hmm.
0: All right. What are, what are your thoughts on Teiji?
1: Yeah there's just something that's so off about this guy from the start and, and similar to Lucy you don't necessarily know what's going on or what his motives are and I kind of even after watching the film I'm still a little unclear on it or is he is he just a guy who's disconnected and he struggles to form meaningful human connections or is he a man who, who's obsessed with his photos and that art form and can only really connect through photographs or is he a scheming stone cold killer? I, I think you go through the movie questioning all of those personas and you're never quite sure which one it lands on. Now I, I do think he's more this guy who who connects through photographs more than anything else. And that's that's a tough position to be in I gotta be honest, but it, it creates an interesting character. But that mystery and that disconnection is probably what makes him so eerie because He's, he's too smart. He's too calculated for everything that has gone on to be a coincidence. And I reckon he knew what he was doing. I think it was more or less planned out. He kind of sought out Lily in some way. Um, but it's not like a clear cut. This is a guy who's a killer and he's like reaching to kill someone. I just think he's got these strange personal intentions and motivations for why he does things that a normal functioning human doesn't really respond to or understand and that's what makes him so interesting i guess
0: yeah I, I find it really hard to because i don't know like in my mind i have a clear idea of what i think they want you to think of him as a character but i'm not 100 percent sure that's the character that i believed in because they, sure. they put like and that's what makes it very tricky the, the mystery of this character i guess because <laughs> And I guess that's the same with Lucy as well. They've both got these, these backstories or these these little drops that they put in that sort of lead to where their characters are going. And, like, you know, with him in particular, I'm, and this is probably way out there, I thought that, that, that to start off with, they both had some sort of weird superpower or something. And that's that's where I was going from from the start of the film. So I'm looking out the whole way through their connection, you know, where both got through their their dinner scene and the first scene of his house they're talking about these things and then the earthquake happens and I'm like, oh, cool, is the earthquake something that brings them together and that creates some sort of confusion. And, and so that's why I was completely lost throughout this film, trying to work out and connect yeah, yeah. the dots through this the whole way. And then as it came towards the end, I was a bit more like, okay, this is more of a straight line sort of thing. But in the same Literally, way... Yeah. Yeah, in the same way, his character, it's still... And maybe I can talk about it a little bit here. Like, the, I guess we need to identify, I guess, who was he? Was he a murderer or was this all in the delusions of Lucy? I don't know. I, I, I don't have a, a concrete answer because I've got enough evidence to go both ways.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't, I, I don't necessarily know either. And that's—that's. That's, I think that's the question of this film, that we could talk about is, 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 is he a murderer? Um, there's evidence to suggest that he is, but there's also evidence to suggest that he's not. And we don't get an answer. I like that. I, I think it adds to the tone of the film. And I think this film is a little bit more, it's not an overly cerebral film, but it's a little bit more cerebral than, oh, by the way, this is what happened. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Fine with that, okay, good. Uh, what else? If, guess... I'm glad I get to talk about it, but yeah. <laughs> otherwise yeah. it'd be, could be confusing. I mean, we yeah. could probably Google something and it's just like, no, no, this is what happened to you idiots. But <laughs> this, is, this is where my head's at and I enjoyed it.
0: Well, yeah, I think mean, if you take the literal translation of this, it's that he was the killer. But yeah, I, the, I don't know if I said it anyway. I don't know. It, it's too hard to... Because, you know, there's so many things like the idea... Like, without, photo, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> without jumping ahead, that, one of my favourite scenes was when she discovered the photographs. And in my head, if she had a kept looking through those photographs she was going to find a photo of that girl dead. That's that's where my head was. At. And I think that's where they wanted your head to be at. And if you follow down that and you believe that, then the, the idea of him killing Lily makes sense as well. Um, because the way he walks into that room afterwards and why is he even back there? He obviously sensed she was going to go back. He's got something to hide. There's enough there to suggest that this is what he does. But I'm not convinced by it. Um, and even his reaction at the end, whether whether it's a case of I made a mistake. I don't know how it happened, but she died in my presence and I, I feel awful about it. It's not something I would do because he just breaks down. That's a side of Teji we never see versus it's all part of the show. It's all part of the act. Now i got to kill Lucy to, to cover
0: those steps as well. It can go out of the way. I, know, I add the aunt in there as well. He mentions that and he's got oh, photos yeah. of his aunt. Like, why, why would you have those sort of photos of your aunt if that wasn't one of your... You know, your, um, your trophies <laughs> that you keep after you, you've done it. So it's, yeah, there's lots in there to try and encourage either way. All right, we, we need to keep moving. So Lily, listen yeah. on Lily.
1: Yeah, Lily, you know, carefree and confident. A little bit too alpha for her own good in the end. She struck me as this real go-with-the-flow, rise momentum type girl. And, and that works for someone because she genuinely does care for Lucy, but she still portrayed her. Uh, and that person does exist in the real world without being an absolute arsehole. You know, that person, she just kinda of went with it and it worked and she liked it because she constantly spoke about Teiji. There was this infatuation with him from the start. And it almost felt like she was taking a step that Lucy wouldn't in the relationship sense. And she went with the with the flow and I guess fell into his web.
0: Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I think uh Purposeful choices in having her sort of past career as a nurse to show that she's more, she's got more of that caring side and the idea of life rather than Lucy's very down and out thinking that death follows her the whole way. And I also liked the idea too of, of that idea of American culture, struggling with the idea of Japanese culture. But I think that through, and even though we don't see her a lot, she has a nice little arc in developing her and in accepting Japanese culture and learning the language and the, you know, the part of life that brings her closer to TG as well. Yeah,
1: I like that. It's a really nice analogy of uh, life
0: versus death. Yeah. Uh, anyone else that you wanted to talk about? Nah, no one else really piqued my interest. How about you? Um, maybe just that Mrs. Kato lady, just a little bit, because oh, yeah. I think she was quite important at stages, especially in the conclusion, um, especially if you wanted to adapt or adopt, sorry, um, one kind of ending. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, you're right. And that's probably something I'll talk to in scenes as well. But you, it, almost like this voice of reason, uh, sense of strength that just didn't exist anywhere else in the film. Yeah, true,
0: true. All right, uh, the director, Wash Westmoreland. What, what, anything interesting you wanted to mention about him? Well,
1: I'm glad that I found that his name is actually Paul. Um, it was really <laughs> throwing me. <laughs> it's an odd name. But he, he does go by by Wash, um, yeah, he directed Still Alice in twenty fourteen, starring Julianne Moore. I think she might have even been nominated for an Academy Award or something. I don't know, but that was quite a big film, and a few other features. Um, but that's that's about it. I, I I don't think I'd actually seen any of his work um, apart from this.
0: Yeah, I um like Still Alice is one of my favorites. It's such a good movie. Um, really good way of of looking at um, age and. Um, Life and family, and uh, like I I have, I've watched that movie probably three or four times, and I get teary every single time. It's a beautiful film. If you haven't seen Still Alice, check it out. Um,
1: Yeah, it's like credits in the bank for him, right? When you see they've done something like this, you're like, I'm going to take you seriously. Yeah, exactly. All right, same time. What are some scenes you enjoyed in this? I got two scenes, and I've already mentioned them both because I didn't want to ruin the flow of the conversation. But obviously, (laughs) the idea of her looking at the photos at that point in time, I couldn't tell whether whether Lucy was curious by or whether she was suspicious of him or whether she was just craving that attention that he gave her. Either way, that scene really worked because the movie is kind of dull if you know which path she's on. And I didn't know. I didn't know whether she's like playing dumb to be like, I'm onto you, something's going on, which I don't think she was by the end of it. But I I was just curious that whole time as to where her head was at with it. it had a real get out feel to me as well you know when
0: uh chris
1: finds the photos, the just the photos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably came out around the same similar time these two movies actually so yeah, um i digress and, and the final scene yeah with um with as uh, i said that that mentor type figure I, I i like it was quite literal in the end but that idea that death can follow anybody if you let it and uh and if you want to paint a picture of how death is or anything I guess has really followed you you can you can spin that story and I think it's a voice of reason and, and it's very emotional in that sense as well because they're talking about the loss of a of a loved one but i I like the way she turns it back on Lucy, and she's like, well, I, I waxed the stairs the other day I didn't tell her about it, so by your theory, I'm responsible for it you know? at the end of the day um Lucy's not responsible for any of these by <laughs> brother like. She's not necessarily uh, in fault of any of these. And and I, I like the way that they can just turn the table on. This is a girl who's drowning this entire film. You, you assume her entire life with this perception that she's plagued by death. And it's like, well, if that's what you want to think, that's what it is. But, you know, let's, let's spin it a little bit. I thought it was really strong.
0: Yeah, uh, because I, I, like I said, I was like thinking maybe when she gets really angry, someone has wronged her. She (laughs) sort of uses the power to kill her. And that that was like, I thought that's what was happening. She summons the earthquake bird. (laughs) And I was even thinking that right up to the end when um, her and TG have the... The altercation she's like we're over sort of thing and he's like sort of freaks out because i thought he had some sort of ability to and he's like oh you know that she's angry at me that i'm gonna die now i don't know i was just like worried but no we we're- live in a world of, of superhero movies <laughs> and it's, it's plaguing us <laughs> <laughs> great it's ruining it um all right uh, for me looking back on this like at the time i didn't think about it but looking back on that opening scene of lucy being interviewed by the two police officers um it was really well done because it literally referenced everything to come. There was, there was mm-hmm. mentions of every, like if I, and you know, if I had have actually been paying full attention to that opening scene, I was watching it obviously and just taking it in for what was going and trying to work out. What's you happening, were trying to think about what her superpower was. <laughs> Not at this stage. I wasn't, but no, like it <laughs> mentions how many brothers she's got that once died, all this sort of stuff. Um, so it was just a, a really like going back over my notes and going, Oh, it all sort of flows quite nicely. Yeah. So that was good. Um, and just the fall down the stairs uh, when that, the chick comes and opens the door and she just falls and then she's dead and I was like, oh, wasn't expecting that. So that got me good. Well, I, to be honest, all
1: the death, all the death in this film, whether it's that or whether it's the references to her brother, her talking about her, her friend's father who who basically raped her and then committed suicide, they're all very low key scenes. And even TJ, like Taji at the end is a little bit different. It was you know quite a lot of violence to it. But they're all just like and by the end this person died and this person died and this and you're not expecting it every single time and i, I guess that's also that idea that it just it just sneaks up on you like death is just mm. banked there um cool. it's a really good point yeah that
0: is a good point from you too uh, what didn't you like in this one
1: you made it out like I just said a good point. I was saying that you, you made did? a good point. I didn't. Just, I didn't just say something. I'm like, that's a really good point, MJ. Well said.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. It was
1: good. Look, the only thing I didn't like, and you kind of referenced this earlier as well, is I, I did think it was a little bit weird that they went on a date after he randomly took a photo of her. I think they could have thought that out a little bit better. Uh, a connection didn't really exist at that point. Yeah, so, I've, I've uh,
0: got it as well. Like the you know, like let's make conversation. Yeah, the noodles are hot and salty or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, I found all that dialogue, especially leading into the loft too. And then she said really something hot.
1: like, she said like, oh, this is the weirdest date I was on. I wasn't even sure it was a date. I thought exactly. that was just like, I don't know, filling time. Oh, yeah, so that was yeah. strange. Yeah. All
0: right. Uh, and else? That was it. That was it. Yeah. Um. So apart from that, I only had the scene in there the nightclub i guess where tg starts dancing with lily like really hardcore and that to me was like cool i based on my theory that i thought that when she gets angry she kills someone it was like him sort of tempting her uh, to kill lily uh. so that it just went on for too long and it was really lame i, I was so like this my interpretation i wish i was in like, your head for this because <laughs> i was like oh, i can do this to <laughs> rev her up get her and because they kept going back on her face back on her face i'm like oh cool she's gonna like snap and then we're going to walk out and she's going to be dead. Can uh, I ask, Jesse,
1: I, I saw <laughs> recently you watched, uh, you watched Firestarter. Firestarter. Did you watch yeah. that prior to this?
0: Yeah. Okay, so that was in your head when you were watching this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I was literally going to That's say that so like 10 minutes ago and I was like, no, no I don't want to sound stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm glad we got to the bottom of it. Okay. <laughs> i I really just i really just wanted to focus on the one theme i know there's a lot more here but um not often you find a find a film that's really based on the premise of death um which is which is really interesting that idea that that, the death follows her and, and in a sense it consumes her and it's been this constant in her life and she, she literally moved countries to rid herself of it. She had a plan in place that you imagine was like a 10, 15 year plan that she was going to learn Japanese and get out of here so she can avoid it. And then she's basically greeted by it worse than ever. And I think that's that idea. Obviously this film has a wonderful tone that the death brings to it. Wonderful being like, it's done really well. It's not a nice thing, um, but the idea that when you try and run from something, um, and I, I mentioned this before that you running from something isn't the way to go. You need it, you need to actually focus on something that you want to get to as opposed to trying to avoid something else because you're just gonna bring it back in spades. And I think uh, I think that's a really key part of
0: the film. Nice support. Uh mine's more a literal sort of thing, I guess. The the scenery in this. Like if uh, you needed a a reason to go check out Japan, like it was it was shot so beautifully, even like the interiors and and set design and stuff and just walking down the streets in Shinjuku and places like that. Just, it just made it look so beautiful. Um, and the other thing I think, I think I told this story when we did the forest of love, I think, but if, if you want to listen to a funny story about the Japanese uh, hot baths and me, uh, go back and listen to that one. Cause it just reminded, reminded me of that again. <laughs> okay. uh, actually, uh, Alicia
1: McCandice spoke about, and I don't know, there's not a sex scene where they're in the hot bath, but there is a sex scene in this film and she speaks about sex scenes and I kind of like it because I've never heard an actor or an actress talk about how they enjoy doing sex scenes in fact they all seem to hate it and her big thing is, I'll, I'll I'll do it if it's you know technically needs to be there and, and it works. But I will I will do one take and one take only, so as to avoid the awkwardness of everybody in the room and and two actors. And I, I kind of like that that philosophy on it, as opposed to just like I'd never do it because it does like the passion in this film comes out nicely. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting. I thought it was an interesting
0: point, even though it was a pretty passionless sex scene. Um- <laughs>
1: There was something there though. There was yeah. some, some energy, energy I couldn't put my finger on. <laughs> Good. All
0: right. IMDB time. Did you jump on to check anyone out? Uh, I didn't. Uh, no, did you? I didn't, but we, we record these like a little bit early. It's June um, and it's almost your birthday. So I want to play a little IMDB game with you. A little bit of a okay. shut up here. So <laughs> I need you to get IMDb, IMDB up on your phone or on your screen. I, so this, I can get it up is, on my phone, yep. Yeah, good. Excellent. So when you open up the app, let's let's search for the first film that we ever covered, base of no nation. Just search for Beast of no nation for me.
1: Base of no nation. Oh I get a lot of fantastic beast stuff. Oh, Transformers please, Rise of the Beasts, 2023.
0: Oh, um oh, I've please. got it open, yes. Good. So, if you open it, can you? Uh, you're on your app. So, if you scroll down below, like the image, I think it says connections. Does it say connections? Yes. Um, connections.
1: Oh yep. connections. yeah, connections. Yeah, click on connections. Yeah, all right. Scroll, just, scroll right down
0: to the bottom for
1: me. Scrolling down to the bottom.
0: All the way to the bottom.
1: Flix forum is uh oh. is on there as a as a connection. What? So, click on that for me. That'd be great. What's
0: going on here? all right i've clicked on it yeah, and then oh goodness gracious on, me if you just click on uh Flix forum <laughs> <laughs> um there's possibly something on imdb about Flix forum these days
1: there is something on imdb <laughs> about Flix forum
0: i did not possibly. have you What's jesse it? have you done this <laughs> Podcasts podcasts are on imdb happy uh early birthday this has uh been a bit of a time consumer over the last few weeks so um, this is, I just wanted to sort of give you a bit of a surprise. I know that we both enjoy IMDb, but um, yeah. So we are on IMDb. You can uh, check out all of our episodes on IMDb. Uh, there's some trivia on there. There's connections to every single film. So if you go on any film from the Netflix <laughs> channel that we've looked at, you can go on the films page, and we're on the films page now. So pretty cool. You're pretty an animal. Cool. I you this can go is on- incredible. You can go on the ridiculous six movie page and go on connections. When we're on, we're connected to Adam Sandler, we we are connected. So um, enjoy having a bit of a play with that later after. Oh, uh, you like me? We're gonna have to,
1: we're gonna have to talk about this one offline. This is incredible. <laughs> um,
0: wow. Thought, so just you, just to be I clear, you, you didn't aim to be anyone on this film. No, I didn't. <laughs> So we'll get back to that. So anyone that's uh, interested, you can go on time, DB. It tells us, tells you when our next episode's coming out at the top, Um, and then if you click on that, it's got future releases, and it also says our current episode that's out too. So um, yeah, good place to check out.
1: When I become an actor. And uh, I'm in all these films. I'm still going to have my flick swarm stuff on my
0: IMDb profile. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, you are. Um, your name is the second. There's already somebody with your name on IMDb, um, so you had to take. Matt Man, Jeffrey's that's the second. same as my company
1: email. Man, I'm Matt dot <laughs> <laughs> with my company email as
0: well. What is? What is with this? <laughs> it's a popular name. <laughs> oh god oh, All right. that's right. hopefully that was a nice little surprise all right we i've stuffed up we need to go back and what do we take <laughs> away from this film i did my takeaways already so um mj what were your takeaways
1: like i might look i think that idea of trying to uh, escape death that has, has followed her for a lifetime lends itself to this really nice creepy you know macabre tone that the film hangs on to and i i, I don't see that a lot in a film and that really really worked for me um so that's kind of what I think about when I think about this film but I guess the other takeaway I have is that um Alicia Vikander is dynamite um she's one of my she's been one of my favorites for a little bit I think I actually first did I first see her in Man from Uncle or I think I first saw her in Man from Uncle obviously then X um she was in burnt a little bit and it's, she's one of those she came in burnt late in the movie and then when she came in i'm like oh, i just went to another level i just think she's excellent um and she completely controlled this movie really tough
0: character so yeah she's climbing up my rankings very highly good and that's where i was talking about the scenery when i was supposed to talk about themes. so i i need to touch on, <laughs> touch on some themes into my ideas i don't know i was losing the plot, losing the plot. So um, the ideas for me in this one were just like the idea of the the risk of letting someone into your life, um, you know, not trusting strangers, not trusting men. And then sometimes the guilt that comes from that, you know, and the idea that everyone does have guilt, I guess, and everyone dwells on this and you don't need to feel isolated because you're not alone as we've seen that, that final scene. um, And then I guess too, the, the dangers of not just like relationships and building relationships, but that physical landscape of Japan, that, that are the constant threat of earthquakes too—you've got that fear in the back of your mind, or danger the whole time. Um, the danger of a different culture, not understanding what's going on, um, seen through Lily at times, and, and finally to living in your own reality. Uh, you know, the the idea through Lucy that you know she thought she was pregnant, she imagined this threesome, you know, the earthquake in the middle of the night—like what? What's real? What's not? What is your own reality too? Um, good. That's a nice one, that last one. Good. Questions. Did you have any questions you wanted to ask? Did you, did you
1: ever think Lucy killed Lily? Did you ever actually think she did?
0: No. Oh, no neither did I. No, I don't think so. Because you don't, like, just, you start with a film and you're interviewing the person. I, I felt like it would be very weird if she was the actual criminal.
1: It's more just just didn't add up to me. And when she said yes, and I was like, nah, no, you didn't. No. Um, yeah. would have been and nice. Like, would have, if, I, I would have <laughs> taken it to another level. Would have taken this movie to another level if um I believe that she did. Yeah.
0: Good. Anything else? No, nah, that was it. Um I got a couple of random ones. What was what was with that coat? Why was that coat so important to her? Did I miss something?
1: Oh, well I think it was more the, that was just the setup we knew that at the start, she said, why were you, why'd you go after Lucy, Lily? Yeah. Uh, because she had my coat. So they made a big point of the fact that Lily actually right. had her coat. And that was, it's
0: almost like one of those moments like, ah,
1: this is what they referenced. There it is.
0: <laughs> I had no, like, I didn't even like, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Good. Yeah. I like the explanation. I do not believe it, but I like it. Um, <laughs> hives. Everyone that gets stressed in Japan seems to get hives. Um, I didn't know that. That's, that was an interesting fact. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah i don't know how to answer that statement yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) all right let's let's reword this one um why did she get sick on the hike
1: (laughs) this is this is a really really good question because there's this there's this thought from me that something insidious had happened to her from like a drugging perspective with with taiji to to sort of knock her off and um or at least slow her down and and i'm not convinced that didn't happen yet which is kind of cool but i think the other explanation would be that she's just <laughs> <laughs> no, she's just kind of not in a great spot at the moment and and you know when you're mentally not in a great spot it, it has physical reactions and physical responses i don't know
0: if I ate the eyeball of a fish, I'd probably vomit straight away. So that was whatever it was. <laughs> <It's> very common. <laughs> yeah. Um, I sort of touched on this before. Do you reckon that Taiji killed his aunt?
1: If you, no, believe I, you that is the killer. My theory with with what happens with Taiji, I'm sixty-five percent, maybe even seventy percent, that he, he killed all these people. That's where I'm at. But that's still a good thirty thirty five percent that isn't quite sure, and that's fun. I, I like that. If you had asked me five years ago, I don't reckon I used to be like that. I used to be like, "Oh, hang on, Why, I'm on Google. Like, what happened here? What happened here? I want an explanation." I don't need that anymore. As long as the movie makes me
0: think and feel something, it's 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 working for me. What, are you, what do you think? I got, so and I'm reading a few things online as well. Like some people believe that you know Tasia and and Lily just ran away, and this is all a, a big play I guess um and then like the idea that maybe Lucy when she was chasing Lily that she did get her and that's why we get that cut and in the final scene she, she doesn't address the idea of of the death of Teju she only talks about um the regret about the staircase so mm. because she's still holding on to that guilt that we sort of spoke about before so um yeah I, I, I don't know. I, this movie
1: gives you all the pieces it gives you all the story and then it ends and it's like what do you think happened and that's and then everyone's theories you know are based on the way they watch the film and the evidence that they were given and I think that's Hmm. cool good um you didn't actually answer me you just told me other people's theories what do you think
0: in particular to do i think that taiji was the killer yeah um you think this is all in lucy's head don't you Parts of me do, yeah. But I'm not sold either yeah. way. That's like I said. I don't, yeah, yeah. My whole belief watching this the whole way was some sort of supernatural idea. So I, <laughs> I'd probably need to watch this again, to be honest, and just watch it from a thriller that there's no supernatural elements and just ignore the earthquakes because they're just a symbol rather than anything else. Yep.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Um, but it's um, interesting because I, I don't think there's a wrong answer.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, did you know netball was big in Sweden? Um. No, I didn't, but I'm not shocked yeah. by it. I just thought it was interesting. And to get Netball mentioned in a movie, I was just like, a bit taken aback. Yeah. <laughs> random. All right, let's finish this off. Let's give this a final rating out of five. Final thoughts, please.
1: You did say you were going to throw some random questions at me, so you definitely nailed that. I enjoyed it. I, I like answering your little questions. They're fun. Good. Um, rating for me. I, like, I, I just found myself really curious to find out more about these characters, what their motivations were, And and that dark air mystery that blanketed the whole film really worked on me. And it just completely brought me in. So combine that with the fact that uh, Alicia Vikander was the heartbeat of this story, which was just navigating this really complex character who was more or less the glue holding everything together and she nailed it. So therefore it just worked for me. And this is uh, three and a half stars.
0: Lovely. Yeah, I, I probably mentioned this. Heaps of me just overthinking this at various times, uh, probably trying to overanalyze it, the earthquakes, the hallucinations, the weird connections, implying, I thought, some sort of superpower. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I really enjoyed the the mystery aspect and the ability to just have an open ending where there's no right or wrong answer, really, even though I guess I think they probably want you to believe in one one narrative. Um, yeah, I'm giving it a three, three out five. Nice. So we are all over facial socials all over facials all over socials
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is how you know we don't edit everyone uh we 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 just like to run and chat and whatever happens happens and you guys get to hear it i'm gonna get my eyebrows done later
0: today um twitter facebook and instagram (laughs) question i wanted to ask are you an avid horoscope reader um they they make a bit of a mention Certainly not no me i don't I'd be I lying what-
1: if from time to time when I was younger, I didn't, and I like saw the page on the newspaper, I'd have a quick read of it um, and yeah. then wouldn't think much of it.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I know what staff sign I am and, you know, I don't go out of my way to to check anything out at all. That's for sure. Um, good. All right. Can I ask you yeah. a
1: question now that we've done our ratings? Course, yeah. Are you surprised at how low this
0: is with audience scores? That's a good question. Um, yeah, maybe. I But I guess if, just depending on, on what's going on, there might be a lot of people that only watch the first half hour and then like, I'm giving this one star and not watching the rest because, the so. and then leave it from that. I don't know. though. Like, I think you need to stick this one through. And I didn't think I could yeah. give a rating to a film without watching the whole thing, but I think there are a lot of people that probably would give it a real low score. And that's why there's probably a lot on that end if they don't follow it through.
1: Yeah, fair enough. This is just one of the few times where I've finished watching a film and I've jumped in to see what everyone else thought of it. And just the consensus was really quite low. And it right. surprised me. Not that this was the greatest film ever, but I would have thought there'd be a, a sort of a more of an
0: appreciation for it. But anyway. A lot of the stuff I was reading was sort of making comparisons to the book too, in that it's a sure. well-loved book. And then they maybe didn't feel the adaptation upheld the, the, the book. That's fair, fair enough. Happen. I think it would be an interesting read. I, I can imagine it would be. Yeah. All right. Well, we're back next week with a 2019 Hindi comedy called House Arrest. It's directed by Samad Basu and it's oh, and co-directed as well by Shashankar Ghosh. It stars Ali Fazal, Shira Pilgonokar, Jim Sabar, and Barkha Singh. That's what we've got next week. Let's do it. Excited. Comedy. Lighten the mood a bit. Should be good. Yeah. yeah comedies are always good. Yeah. All right. As always, uh, Often that was good. good. It, It's always nice to talk about one that needs more discussing than uh, after just a watch. Absolutely. No, this is a good
1: chat, and I cannot wait to check out my IMDb profile after this.
0: Excellent. I will see you next week. See you then, mate.